0: The following podcast contains strong language, adult themes, including gambling and discussions around physical violence. Sounds great, doesn't it? But if you do think you are one of those people that may be offended by such things, discretion is advised or just, yeah, go and put Radio 4 back on. Right, we're live episode three, Octagon Odds is back. We've got loads to look forward to this week, as well as look back at what we saw over the weekend, not just in the UFC and UFC Vegas 39, but also in the main event in Las Vegas, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder three. And boys, we watched it together. Ross is here. George Hardy's back with us again. We watched it together and it was special. Was it not?
1: Yeah, it was great. What a great watch. Um, yeah. whole night was great, really. Um, very exciting fight. Trilogy, obviously. Yeah. Um, sort of closed the door on that though, hadn't he? Close the book. Yeah, it was more than definitive, you'd say, wouldn't you think,
0: George? I know you, you actually said to me, um, on the Sunday that you were impressed with Wilder, more impressed certainly than you expected to be. Now that you've had a few days to digest that, do you, do you stand by that still?
2: Yeah, it's the same as, um, it's the same as how, how I was impressed with Ortega, um, against Volk and you two kind of weren't um, it was more like um, I appreciated I mean Wilder came in and gave it his all um, I mean he dropped Fury twice he put an absolute shift in um, and he stayed in there for as long as he possibly could really um, and he still had power in the later rounds and I just thought he was going to get ran over this time from, from what I'd seen the last couple of times and he, he did start to go Fury's way later on but early on it was a contest and Wilder was definitely present the whole fight so yeah I'm still feeling like I'm I, I'm quite impressed with Wilder and he's he gained a bit of a fan out of me just because of his his heart um and obviously wild he's just a beast and he he's probably a generational talent so
0: it's hard to blame Wilder for losing to someone like that as well you mentioned a point there about um gaining respect for someone um, and I was probably with you in the fact that I don't think his game plan was necessarily, but I think he jabbed well in the first round. He used those jabs to the body with the left to set up the big overhand right. And he definitely took the first round. I think that Wilder, if we'd have seen that for 12 rounds would have been a problem for anyone. I think it very much went the way Fury expected it to go um, in the sense that Fury was predicting, you know, as soon as I get punched him in the face, as soon as I hurt him, he's going to go back to the old game plan and just trying to land the big right hands, which really is, is how it played out. And you're right. He did land some big right hands, obviously in round four um, when he had Fury down, but Ross in terms of respect, how disappointing is it to hear that, you know, afterwards um, Fury and Wilder had this exchange in the corner um, and the video came out with quite clear audio today um, and, and Wilder kind of shook away his hand and said, you know, you know, I don't respect you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit of a weird one. I don't, Really, no Wilder's reasoning. And not too sure why. I don't know if you guys know, but um, yeah, yeah,
2: I'll just chip in there with the reason. It's because he yeah. thinks that Fury cheated in the last fight. He's convinced oh, with, that, that with Fury the with cheated. Thing. Yeah,
1: so he doesn't respect Fury because he believes that Fury cheated. To be fair, yeah, some of the pictures are like quite obvious that he's doing that. In my opinion, um, you can sort yeah. of like see see his knuckles, can't you, in that second fight in like the middle of the palm of his glove? Give over. What, do you, do you disagree?
0: What, that Fury cheated in the second Wilder fight?
1: Well, have you, have you not seen the pictures? Yeah, pictures are, li- so inco- pictures are so
0: inconclusive, though, when you're talking about somebody punching and moving around at speed, and we're talking about a, a single still image. This bear in mind that Wilder's team watched Fury's gloves be wrapped, such as the rules in boxing. like They had the ch- every chance to inspect his, his gloves, um, and Fury's no cheat. I I don't believe for a minute that he cheated in the Wilder fight, and it makes me lose respect for Wilder to hear him, you know, accuse Fury, who is a great champion, and not only that, but also a great boxing man. He really respects the history and the traditions of the sport, um, and obviously he comes from a proud boxing family. And I I just I personally cannot see any way in which he cheated.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point, but if you, if you do look at the picture, the, there is a lump in the palm of his hand, like, which indicates it's his knuckle. And if, if it is, then it's a very big advantage, because imagine that hitting you as opposed to, what do 12-ounce, what do you find yeah. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> so, if it is true, then yeah, it's quite a, quite a big big factor to, con, to consider. But, um, but nevertheless, I feel like they should have just shook hands at the end of it, like they've, they've put everything on the line. Especially, especially Wilder like he got absolutely gassed, didn't he? Like Fury, like leaning on him, yeah, and just like gassing him out. And um, yeah, as George was saying, every credit to to Wilder, he showed so much heart and determination. Um, yeah, I didn't really expect him to act like that at the end, but um, I guess he's either being a bit of a sore loser, or he really does think they he got cheated out of that second fight. Um,
0: yeah, for me, just it's definitely his own reason yeah for me it's definitely the former um it feels like obviously he was beaten by the better man on the night um george i want to get your, get both of your feelings on this but you first george um i saw a tweet from him, i think it was john anick on the on the day after the fight and it was something along the lines of you know ufc mma will always be like my my main love and and my first love in that sense and i'll always prefer it but when boxing Reaches the level that it did in the Wild Fury fight, that it's just special and it's comp- It's different to MMA's and it's special to me. It's on on a par when you get those, when those massive fights you know come off and, and they are as special as you are. What what do you think it is about boxing that that gives it that special
1: feeling? Um, I've always seen
2: it as in. MMA is like a pure, ancient historic um, way of fighting, and it's like a pure expression of a fight. Whereas boxing is more of a sport, because um, obviously you're just using your hands, you're not applying the rest of your body whatsoever, and it becomes more of a game of of chess and a game of slipping and countering. I know MMA is a lot like that as well, and it's getting more like that. Um, but for me, boxing's always been more of like a a game than MMA and I think that's kind of what makes it a bit special because it's, it's, um, it's two men playing a game when you can see you see people like I mean people like I said before Fury's a generational talent when you see that kind of stuff it's exciting no matter what sport it's in even if you're not a football fan if you can see Messi do something crazy it's, it's impressive um, and I think that's that is what the Wilder Fury fight, and I think you have got a bit of recency bias in that saying that because obviously boxing's not been to the standard that MMA has for a quite a while now. Um, this big fight's come out of nowhere, and uh, these guys seem to have had a, a crazy trilogy of, of, of three fights, and um, we haven't really seen that for a while in, in, in boxing, never mind heavyweight boxing, and it's also heavyweight, Adam, like heavyweight yeah. fights are just, just, just special, aren't they?
0: Yeah, you're right about. I think the heavyweight thing is a great point because, um, yeah, obviously they always kind of produce, and it's been a, it's good to see the heavyweights sort of back at the top of the pile because there was a period when I was a few a bit younger, sort of late to mid sort of early two thousands that it was the sort of the smaller guys taking over. You know, the likes of Floyd, Manny Pacquiao, um, etc. So to have these like the big heavyweights taking center stage um, is good. Ross, do you think it's something in Boxing, I mean, especially the idea that, obviously, if this had been an MMA fight, we probably wouldn't have seen both men get off the floor because when one of them hit the ground, you know, the other one would have jumped on, they would have landed some ground up yeah. and pan, whatever, they'd have got the finish. And the ability in boxing for, you know, them both to go down twice and beat the count and come back and still go 11 rounds, is that something that gives it a certain edge over MMA?
1: I think it adds uh, adds a certain sort of spice to it. Um, it, I feel like it, it answers the question quite well. What's more dangerous? And um, just looking at it point blank, I feel like MMA would be the answer. But when when you like when you consider it and and think, one sec, they they get knocked down, pretty much get knocked out, um, and then they stand back up and got to do it again. Uh, it's arguably a lot more dangerous, really, uh, because if if you were as out as Wilder was out in any of them. Drops in an MMA fight, the fight would be over, really, wouldn't it? But yeah, but we've we've watched him stand back up, gets like t- ten count to get back up, and then he's back in it with the one of the scariest guys in the world. Um So yeah, it definitely adds a little bit of uh, pizzazz to to it all.
0: Pizzazz, p- p- yeah, I'm not. It's yeah. so rarely you hear the word fight and pizzazz put in. The yeah, same I was thinking sentence. it's not this,
2: it's not, it's not, it's, not a, it's not a general application of the word pizzazz, but we'll allow no, it. it. It is. <laughs> healthy,
0: where does that <laughs> rank in terms of but like boxing matches that you've seen and you've watched in you know live? Obviously not in person, but in real time. Does it? Where does that rank in terms of the best you've ever seen? Because for me, it was, it was right up there.
1: Yeah, I think the um just the the whole situation and like the fact that it's the third fight and just that it's them too and there's like it's always been quite heated between them um, so I think all that adds to to the aesthetic of the fight um, just like with anything you know what I mean when like Conor's fighting Habib it adds to it because it's them too and they're going at it um, but as I said it's the the trilogy uh, it's the third fight and there was a lot riding on it for both of them really um, I don't know who I'd say it was who had more riding on it. Maybe maybe Wilder. Wilder. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be Wilder
0: coming off the loss, hasn't it? And obviously the first yeah. fight was a draw and many argue that he lost that one as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it now sort of begs the question is, where does Wilder go next? Because obviously as long as Fury's got the belt, it seems like he probably doesn't get another shot at Fury. Um And, you know, we've got Usyk, who obviously beat Anthony Joshua um, in September to to claim the other four belts. Um, So he kind of, yeah, Wilder's options are sort of running out a bit. Uh, It looks like, you know, Usyk's going to have a rematch with AJ. Um, Fury's got a mandatory challenger in Dillian White. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see what Wilder does next and, you know, who his next opponent is, because it's going to be – he's a must-watch no matter what you think of him personally, <laughs> yeah. Deontay Wilder's fights are must-watch. Give him yeah, Logan yeah, Paul know. or Jake Paul. Now that, now that I could get on board with. <laughs> that would sell, that would sell. Can we so well. not give him Logan Paul that... and Jake Paul? Yeah, both of them.
1: Imagine. <laughs> um, that would actually sell so well just to see if it's
0: <laughs> Even it if it was at the
1: same well, time.
2: be a horrible mismatch. A horrible imagine imagine well. Jake
1: Paul knocks him out or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Jake Paul's <laughs> definitely got that in the bag because it's a horrible mismatch. <laughs> yeah,
0: Jake, yeah.
2: Jake Paul on points. <laughs> Jake Paul on points. No, to answer your actual question though, Adam, um, if John, Deont, to Wilder is going to continue knocking everyone else out that's not called Titan Fury, including Anthony Joshua, that's my
0: opinion. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I'd love to see I almost would rather see Wilder AJ than Fury AJ.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like Fury is just the best. Isn't he? Like he's just probably going to beat everyone. I don't know
0: about Usyk though. Usyk's, yeah, on, yeah, a that, Usyk's on a different level skill wise. I think he can beat Fury though. Uh, the only obviously the only concern is no. the the weight. Um, obviously Usyk is uh, a former cruiserweight undisputed cruiserweight champion, so. That was one of the things against AJ that people said. is obviously if AJ can use his size and show him how a real heavyweight operates, then he would struggle. Um, AJ was never really able to do that. Usyk kept him at range, used the jab well. Fury would probably get, like he did, you know, like he did against Wilder, he'd probably, you know, work the body a lot more, the dirty boxing, work on the inside and try and beat him up a bit more. I think it'd be a good fight. And I really, really hope we get to see that one as well because boxing has got this horrible habit, hasn't it, of we don't ever quite get to see these big fights. You know, there's always another rematch or there's always another mandatory. So, yeah, I hope we see that. Ross, before we move on to the UFC um, and looking back at UFC 39, um, I want to talk about your bet because it's probably the best bet that I've seen on Wild Fury so far, and you know I can't put it in my special Excel sheet because that's exclusively for MMA bets.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, tell us, tell us what you had. So we had um, we had both men to get two plus knockdowns each, um, and it was fifty to one. We just chucked a little fiver on there, and obviously it came in, so it was a very happy night for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I,
0: was the, I was the naysayer in the corner telling you not to put it on. Yeah, you,
1: all, you almost talked me out of it. I almost didn't yeah. put it on, you know. I, such um, really a reasoned really argument. Because it yeah, is yeah, such yeah, a yeah, rarity
0: yeah. that you get two plus knockdowns at both fighters, but what a shout from you at 50
1: to 1. That's sounds obviously- yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, did, I thought it was quite reasonable when I first saw it, and then, yeah, like you spoke some truth and got in my head a little bit. And I almost didn't do it, but I did. And I'm glad, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I stuck with my guns. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't listen to me either. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Other the bets on the night.
0: All the bets on the night. We also both dipped into the Fury to land 60 plus punches in the first six rounds, um, and that was boosted six to one on Skybet. so it was really good value for us there. Um, I also had Fury to win um, evens, just on outrights. And Fury to win in round seven to twelve at five to two. Um so I ended up making a nice profit on that one as well, which obviously helped us enjoy the evening that a little bit more, didn't it? That's
1: for sure, mate. Yeah, it was a good night, uh betting wise, all round. I think our mate won something as well. Um our mate put what was it? Uh he had fury to land sixty plus strikes in the first six rounds and uh yeah, was he was on the 72, I think. Yeah,
0: 74. I think he was on that double up boost as well, which was um yeah, doubled up from three to one for six to one on Sky Bet, which was really handy
1: for us in the end. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. So it was a good
1: night betting wise. Yeah, good night
0: betting wise. Um, and yeah, moving on to UFC thirty nine, it was Dern against Rodriguez. Um, and I'll get your. I mean, w- let's be honest here. In all due respect, it wasn't the greatest card, was it? Um, you know,
1: it wasn't. No. It wasn't the biggest names, but there were some good fights on there, wasn't there? There always is, not there... Regardless of the headline, regardless of the main card, even like the the prelims, the undercard, whatever, there's always going to be some bangers, some sick knockouts, um, and it's normally from like the, the guys that you've never heard of.
0: Yeah, the guys that are out there to make a name. Um... Yeah,
1: they're they're That's... out there trying to win that performance bonus, and they're trying to prove themselves, get a name for themselves, and so yeah, a lot of the time, there's there's some good fights that you don't expect.
0: What about Marina Rodriguez then? Because she actually went into this one against McKenzie to as the betting underdog. Um, and yeah, she picked up a, a pretty impressive decision win. Uh, George, what did you make of the fight?
2: Um, I mean, <clears throat> it was about as standard as of a fight that you could possibly have. Um, it pretty much lived up to what my expectations of it, but I, I can, I can, I can agree with you that Rodriguez did surprise me. Um, but she won a decision. She won. Was it a split decision or was it an unanimous? It remember.
0: was. It was unanimous. 49-46 yeah. in Marina's favor.
1: Quite a one sided. Yeah. fight, really.
2: Yeah, it was very. It was very. It was very one sided fight. Um, she. She did surprise me with how dominant she was, but it was a pretty standard title fight as you could possibly have. Mackenzie Dern. Not to say that she's a can, but I never really expected her to reach like insane levels in MMA um, Rodriguez is pretty pretty exciting I suppose though because I mean she she landed a decent amount of strikes no takedowns but she, she, she seemed to just dominate on the feet which was pretty entertaining to watch but there was no there's no moment where it looked like she was going to finish it I don't I don't really know what what, what
1: do you think Rost,
0: well I guess she... if you're
1: that dominant on the feet and you are you're sorry no man
0: go on you, you're on keep going yeah
1: uh, yeah, well, just George's comment about the the takedowns. I guess if you if you're out striking someone by that much, what's the point in trying a takedown? If, you mm. know, like if it if it's not broke, then don't fix it. Um she clearly didn't. Need, she didn't need to shoot for any takedowns. Uh, she almost, I think she actually more than doubled her um, Mackenzie Dern on significant strikes. So uh, yeah, yeah, she not, yeah. yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Is that, so yeah, that's... And then a takedown defense was great as well. Uh, Dern Dern went for eight takedowns, only got one of them. So it was quite quite a definitive answer, really.
0: Yeah, some of them were, were starting to look a bit desperate by the end from Dern, weren't they? They weren't, you know, they weren't very strategic yeah. takedown attempts. They were very kind of, oh, okay, I just, you know, I don't want to stand there and strike anymore. Um, let's try and get into yeah, the ground. Yeah. Three wins in a row now for for, um, for Marina. Obviously, she's now she's. She beat Amanda Ribas. Uh, she beat Michelle Waterson. She beat Mackenzie Dern, um, which are all um, decent wins. Is she making a way towards? Is she making a way towards a title fight? Sorry, I've got Siri asking me questions here as well. <laughs>
1: is, uh, well yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely the argument for it. I'm not sure where she's ranked anymore. Um, but the women's divisions aren't too stacked, so if someone gets on a sort of streak like that. Especially against some like recognizable names, um, then yeah, there's always there's always question for a title shot. Uh, she's number, she's number, four. Um, number four. She's number four, obviously. Um, we've got Rose
0: and Zhang Wei Li coming up in a few weeks. Uh, number two is Joanna, and uh, number three is Carla Esparza. <laughs> That's tough. Uh... <laughs> so it's I mean, it's a pretty yeah, it's a pretty t- tough division, but obviously. Um, Marina's coming in there with three wins bit of a different face up there you know is she one away two away do we think from a, a shot of the belt George
2: I could see Carla Espaza being a good um, yeah. next fight to be honest with you
0: has Joanna got one in the um, book has Joanna has the got only, one in the book the only fight I hear touted about for Joanna is the, the Zhang Li rematch which obviously works out well if she beats Rose but it's almost there. Yeah. Well everyone watching as well. Well, yeah, obviously. Um fight of the year 2020. Um that's a everyone wants to, yeah. ball that. what what's no. that story? Huh? Zhang against Joanna rematch. That's oh, the one yeah, that so, Joanna's been touted yeah. for. But would yeah, like you said maybe Marina against Joanna given that Joanna doesn't officially have something in the book and Lee or Rose may need some time after the their fight in a few weeks.
1: Marina and Carla that's what I think.
0: Well, I like that matchup as well.
1: Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? For what, four and four and five? Is it?
0: Yeah. Three third, and four. four and, three, three
1: and four. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense, obviously. Uh, but that just leaves Joanna. Does like, she get the winner of Yo- uh, Rose and Wei or Joanna's yeah, been sat Pete out did. for a little bit. which
2: yeah, is yeah, my know, problem on, with really. her uh, getting the fight. Yeah, yeah.
1: She's, but she's, she's,
0: she'd, still, yeah. she'd
1: still be coming off the loss as well, because obviously she did lose the fight to Jarrett. Yeah, yeah but. If, Pete, like, yeah, just that, engage the effect. Doesn't always matter, though. Like, Masvidal gets title shot as soon as he got beat Not from a title shot I mean yeah Something that was like. different it is Masvidal I guess um, probably you got a bit of Dana White privilege isn't he
0: well also the <laughs> fact that he that he agreed to fight on six days notice um, yeah, against true, yeah. Kamaru the first time and and you obviously, obviously went five rounds so he's got a fair claim to say you know on a full training camp um, he might have done better so yeah I, I take your point uh, um, yeah, but it did, it did worse, which is bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think osmond just got better. Yeah, Osman's just so good, isn't he? he's constantly getting better <laughs> under Trevor Whitman. Um, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah mate, we'll, there'll be time to talk about the Nigerian nightmare later on in the show because we're gonna put together a combined male and female pound for pound list. But just looking through yeah, the rest of the card, <laughs> just looking through the rest of the card, Randy Brown, um, defeated Jared Gooden. Uh, Matthias Nikola defeated Tim Elliott. Um, and who else? Was uh, Chris Gutierrez, Felipe Solares. Um, there was some good fights on there. Um, did anyone
1: take your eye? Um, nothing's standing out to me, to be fair, when I'm looking over it. Um, like I said, it wasn't the most exciting card. Uh, no, I can't, as I say, I can't say anything stood out to me. George, uh, there a lot of decision
2: I thought, that, wins, aren't there? I thought that Tim Elliott was going to do better than he did. Personally, yeah, I, was, um, I was
0: impressed with Nicola though. I thought he handled the occasion well, um, for sure. I, I, yeah, I, I was. I was impressed with Nicolau. Um Steve Garcia earlier in the night. He had a good win. I think it was first fight on the card. Um, yeah, that was a good fight, um, and obviously it was part of my. Yeah, Romanoff. Uh, yeah, Rowan was a good fight as well. Um Ak- uh, Agapova Ross, we obviously did the Agapova knockout. He the, dropped her with a big right hand and choked her out, didn't she? So that was yeah, I Oh was
1: yeah, I forgot about that. Shit, yeah. Um yeah, that, that was class to be fair. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um yeah, yeah, killer over and then just pounced on her like Ortega speed, got her in the rear naked, was it? I think it was really naked. Yeah, yeah. really naked, exactly.
0: Really naked, yeah. Right? yeah, just jumped straight on there and ended it. Yeah, it's sick. So it brings me on to my one and only bet for this card. Um, obviously, there was no show last week. Uh, we were all quite busy, other commitments, and wasn't the greatest card, so we decided to give it a miss last week. Uh, and then Typical standard, I did put out a bet on our social accounts. Um, so if you are looking for bets, tips, uh, we'll post them all up on there. Um, before the various cards so it's at octagon underscore odds uh, on twitter instagram octagon odds on facebook if you're watching us on youtube it's octagon odds same if you're listening on soundcloud itunes podbean wherever you get your podcast from leave us a review as well if you're enjoying the show um but yeah my fourfold was uh, steve garcia randy brown uh, Matthias Nikola, we've just touched on, and Marina Rodriguez at six to four. So that accumulator came in at five point six four to one. So popping that in the Excel sheet, Ross, um, and looking across, it does make it makes pretty grim reading for you, I'll be honest. Um, obviously, the week before um, we had a few issues on the Vegas thirty-eight card. Um, we had yeah. I had Santos Oliveira, Kevin Holland, and Aspen Lab to win. Um, which never made it past the weigh-ins because obviously Aspen Lad missed weight, um, and you went. Bitch, you took, didn't. You didn't have Aspen Ladd in, and you had Santos Price Holland um, mm. to win, and obviously that was let down by the by the void situation with with Kevin Holland the and, and yeah. headbutt um, against Kyle Dockers. Um Harder your bet um, also lost because of Kevin Holland, um, which puts your yeah. first bet I'm afraid on minus ten. Um, Ross you were 20 units in the bank um thanks to uh, a winning treble from UFC 267 uh, sorry a winning quadruple from UFC 267 yeah. which had you 20 pounds in 20 units in the green um so now you're 10 units in the green after this me um is looking a little bit rosy um profit wise i was plus units before the start of last week. I had a loser um, on Alex Oliveira from 38. I also obviously, as I just mentioned, had the losing fourfold that was voided because of Aspen Ladd. But yeah, on this week's card, my only bet was Garcia, Nicolau, Brown and Rodriguez to win. That was 5.64 to 1, which at 10 units lands us a a tidy, um, brings us a tidy profit of £101 and four units total for me now.
1: Nice. Let's get it. Oh,
0: sorry. Sorry, I've completely made a balls It's actually 81 because minus 20 <laughs> units. Right, eighty. Sorry. So yeah, for what we're three weeks in now. And um, yeah, I'm plus 81.4. Modeling, modeling
2: the numbers. He's modeling the numbers in his favor.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you want to keep your own Excel sheet, feel free. But um, yeah, that that that's the betting from last week. Um Obviously, we'll run through our bets um, for this week's card later in the show. And as I say, after this short break, we're going to be talking through a combined male and female pound-for-pound list.
2: Okay, so we're back after our short little break. Um, I just want to preface this next section by um, saying that I am unwell right now. So... My lack of, but like, I'm, the reason I'm not vocalizing myself and I can't form sentences properly <laughs> is because I'm unwell and these two felons dragged me onto <laughs> this
1: podcast. Did we Give you so oh. many chances to dip.
2: <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I'll do it,
1: I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That was more, more I, can't life, more he's, I can't believe he's begged to, beg to do the intro and then uses an opportunity to cause bed. <laughs> yeah, so that's the, that's
2: it. So that's me. I'm dipping. No, um, I just wanted to. I just wanted to preface that. Um, I just wanted to give him a bit of context. All right. Um, so, so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna move on to our pound for pound list. There's gonna be a combined um octagon odds pound for pound list. Um, men and women. We're gonna start from number ten and we're gonna go up. Um. And we're going to try and agree. Now it's going to be very hard to agree um, because I don't agree with these two balance on the. Yeah, there's going times, to be some but... there's going to be
0: some arguments
2: here. <clears throat> but we're going to start with number ten, and we're going to move up, and we to try and come to a conclusion. So I'm going to start with Ross Beaumont. Who have you got in your number ten spot?
1: Number ten goes to Stepa Milicic.
2: Okay. Okay. So right. So tell us why did Stepa sits number ten for you?
1: Um, like obviously, Ungarnu's done what he did to him, but it just does not take away what Stipe has done for the game. The, the longest winning streak in the heavyweight division, uh, longest reigning champion, um, just an absolute beast, and still one of the best in the world. Like regardless of Ungarnu, he's still one of the most dangerous, uh, probably best in that division other than Ungarnu. I'd say that he beats um, Cyril Garn. Yeah, um, yeah,
2: I I can agree with that. I can absolutely agree uh, with that. Yeah, um, just
1: just everything that he's done, he's just an absolute warrior, isn't he? And he's proven himself time and time again against the best of the best. Uh, that, DC that twice, has. man.
2: Yeah, that he has, and um, and Garni once, who is the yeah. current reigning champion. Um now I'll tell you who I'll tell you who um, I've got in my number ten. Um you might not agree with this, Ross, but it's Stepaniukitch. Um, nah, 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 nah. nah, nah. Yeah, I knew. See, see, told you we <laughs> won't come to an agreement. Um, Stephen for all the reasons that you said, um, you can't deny when he came back against DC, especially in that third fight, he was quick. He was, he was, yeah. he looked a lot like he looked cut. He looked ready, and his game plan was 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 pre perfect. Um, and I and I mean, I could call him a glass chin for getting punched by Angaroo because. Um, pillow punching and all that, but we won't go into that. Um, <laughs> um, now, Stipe Miocic, number 10. Adam, so that leads on to you. Who have you got at number 10?
0: Well, it worries me that both of you have got Stipe at 10 because that means that one of the 10 names that I've got in front of me hasn't made your lists. Um, now, this was very difficult for me, Number round right, number 10. Um, and neither of you are going to agree because it's a completely inappropriate ranking for <laughs> this person, but there are yeah. extenuating circumstances to this. Um, a, we're talking about someone who hasn't fought since February 2020, and um, and on top of that, has recently been involved in some issues in his personal life uh, in terms of being arrested for a domestic violence issue. Um, he's oh had no. some issue with his coaches. And, yeah, number 10 on my current pound-for-pound pound list <laughs> is John no. Bones Jones. And number 10, purely because I couldn't not have him in the top 10, but I'm not sure, given... A, the steroid scandals, B, the the arrests, and C, the inactivity that I could justify putting him any higher up than 10th place. That's the most rogue
2: choice I've ever I heard know. in my whole life. I know. Like, I you're told gonna, you. You're going you're to stick to your guns and get Jones on there. Put him in bloody number one. All right. No, I, I told you. The
0: truth. <laughs> <laughs> I had one to nine filled out, and I thought, there's no way that I can't put John Jones in a, in a pound for pound top 10 while he's still considered. An active yeah. fighter, despite of it all, but I couldn't morally put it any higher. So, if you two want to tell me that okay. I'm completely wrong and put Steve completely, completely wrong, Adam, yeah, right? So, wrong. so Steve Pay is going in, in at number ten in our combined list. Then I think majority takes that one. So um, that one
1: well, no, no,
2: no. Let, let's just let's just have a think about this. So, I mean, Adam, Adam mentioned there some of the some of the wayward things that John Jones done in his spare time. Ross, let me just ask you: Does that? Does that affect him? It, I mean, I'm just gonna. I'm, no spoilers, but has he made it into the pound for pound list for you above number <clears> ten? <throat> yeah. Okay, so he isn't. That in worries my because 10.
0: someone else in my list hasn't made your list, then Ross. And I really, yeah, want to know who is.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and he isn't in my top ten, um, and that might like be controversial him. as well. But I I believe that he's he's not he's inactive. He's not a fighter. He's not fighting. He's to gain up to all this stuff, and he's, he obviously doesn't care about his career. He's not coming back for any of these super fights that we've heard lined up for him. Um, and his actions outside that octagon. gone. For me, he shouldn't be on this list. Um, and that's why I've left him out.
1: Yeah, I was considering leaving him out, but I was also looking at the official rankings, and he's still on the Number power turn list.
2: So Conor McGregor was number one for like four
1: years. I mean, yeah,
0: we shouldn't really take the (laughs) UFC's pound for pound ranks and gospel. I appreciate that, but we're not just talking. We're not talking about anyone here. We're talking about Johnny Bones Jones, mate. We're talking about you know inside the octagon, his achievements are unmatched.
2: Yes, let me let me let me counter with this, Adam. The most ass that he's beaten in the past five years has been a woman. (laughs)
0: Oh, <laughs> Jesus we're going to have to cut that Some out kid. for fuck's sake
2: <laughs> no we're not no we're not I, no we're not because it's not my fault <laughs> that he's done that I am I am I'm defending this lady and saying that this man shouldn't be anywhere near the pound for pound list he shouldn't be anywhere near the organisation you and the other hand are putting on your list and Ross is putting in the top yeah, above have...
0: 10 yeah Ross you are a scumbag
2: <laughs> yeah you are both yeah, well... scumbags and I, I'm the one that submitted him to the list for his actions and he's in activity. And so well, I don't I, think, I don't think I should be berating for
0: that. <laughs> I put Stepe goes in at number 10, and I'm interested to see where where Jones made it on Ross's <laughs> <Luke's> list. <laughs> okay, yeah. So still we'll go Stepe number 10.
2: Octagon odds official, Stepe number 10. Okay, that means that leads us on to number nine. Okay. And i am gonna, gonna go for mine first here and just tell you who I've got. I've gone for Stepe's clone. Jan Blochowicz.
1: Um, yeah, so because those, so.
2: <laughs> very similar, very similar looking guys. Um, and what a fighter. What a guy. Just proves time and time again that he is just come into the league zone. And I love a story. I love a story of a fighter that has started from at the bottom, maybe even been a gatekeeper for a while and somehow has become the best of the best. Uh, Jan Blochowicz is striking, is unreal. His wrestling is unreal. Um, he his movement and his boxing is so sharp these days. The way that like, spins out of his combos and the countering that, he, that he's displayed in his last couple of fights is out, out of this world. So he's a solid, solidly on at number nine for me. What about
0: you, Adam? I think you're completely wrong to put Jan even in the top 10. I don't think we can have anyone who lost to Alexander Gustafson, Patrick Cummins, Corey Anderson, Jimmy Anua. And Tiago Santos, anywhere near our pound for pound list. Number nine for me, Thug Rose, two time strawweight champion, nice. dethroned Zhang Wei Li in a last bout to become a two time strawweight champion. Tell me I'm wrong, Rose Nama Eunice, number nine.
1: Yeah, so well, Rose call. came it's a good in at call.
2: 11 for me.
0: She came in at 11
2: for me, just outside of the top 10. I actually did 15 because um, I didn't know how many we were going to do. Rose came in 11th, so she's an honourable mention for me. What about you, Ross? 10's
1: yeah, hard, and it's so hard. And <laughs> when I just like shortlisted all the names, I was there with like 17 names. So hard to order them. But um, it's, it's mad because my my if I'd done 15, I would have put 11 and 12, Jan and Rose, <laughs> which is mad. Um, they oh. just didn't make the cut, just didn't make it, and it... But if I'm taking Jones out, not saying I am, but if I didn't include Jones like you two, then I think Jan would have made it. Um, right. But nevertheless, my number nine is uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Ah. Mm, that low? Oh, number nine? God. Are you mad just looking
0: at Just That's the rest a of the list. A bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> just the rest... <laughs> Valentina is
1: not <laughs> oh. going at number nine. Just the rest well, of the list. He's, like, mind, it's just he's a
2: lot higher than number nine. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, as I said, it was so hard. And um, just looking at the name, it's just hard to put her above any, anyone else. And I would love oh. to, and I did want to, but just doing it, yeah. I just, that's how it came out for me.
2: If I can do one veto tonight, I'm going to, I'm going to do that one. I'm going to say she's not going number nine.
1: I,
0: I, we're, you don't need, we're only 10% you, way through, so. You can save your veto because we're working on a majority here and there's no way Valentina is going as low as nine. That's criminal.
2: Okay. So let's te- let- the best way to sort this then is if we both make our cases for us um, and see who who he who he decides is going there over what was yours again, Adam? Sorry. Rose. We're arguing
0: essentially between Jan and Rose because we both had them in yeah. the sort of top 11 twelve. Um, but for me I had Rose number nine. Um, it was it was it was toss coin between her and Jan, to be honest. Um, but obviously I'd mentioned Jan's what five career losses. I know he's been on a great run since 2019. Um, fair enough. But Thug Rose, for me, winning the belt for a second time, coming back from what she's been through um, to become a 2 way champion, she could defend that belt um, in a few weeks against Zhang Um, And for me, the fact that she is a two-time champion just edges her out over, over Yan for me.
1: Mm, good case, good case. Go on then, George, what you got?
2: So... I'm. I'm just gonna. Just gonna come out with this straight. Okay. So, what I've done is, I've wrote down the panel panelist in the notes. Okay. And um, because I wrote the first one as the title, I've accidentally not counted it. So what I've actually done is accidentally read out all the <laughs> wrong results from, from list so far. Wow. <laughs> so, number at number ten, I had Jan.
0: Right, so Steep, steep eight eight at
2: nine, at wow. No, no, Steep eight at eleven. Okay. Um, yeah, right. So so was ten. Yeah. Um, and then at number nine, I had Max Holloway.
0: Wow, that's not made things really much easier. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> for, really, for me, it's, it's really <laughs> not. the The answer to that question, in my opinion, then is Ross. Have you got Max Holloway somewhere in the next eight names on your list? Well, if I didn't. The Bissler all the way, right? Brilliant. In that case, then, George, I'm afraid <laughs> Max can't go as low as nine because we've both got him higher okay. up. So, You're I agree uh, on Rose. Then, so it's Rose down to you. Well, I'm glad I've won that one. Um, uh, maybe that that might be yeah, only one, I'm given, that I, had John, given yeah. that I had Jones. I'm have
2: taking, taking a slip, but wouldn't I take a slip? But I'm, I might have made a mistake, but we'll move on. Okay, you can have that. You can have that, Adam. You, everyone thank gets you. one. Uh, Cheers. you need a win, you need a win, so I'll give you the Yeah, um, thank
0: you.
2: Okay, so, so yeah. <laughs> That's number nine. We're going to agree. So number 10, Stephen Miochic. Number nine, Rosemary Yunus. Moving on to number eight, and we'll start with Adam.
0: At number eight, arguably the fighter of the last 18 months to two years, despite the fact that he's never been world champion, he has had the interim bell, and he's beaten former champions in the likes of Eddie Alvarez, Conor McGregor twice, Justin Gaethje, Anthony Pettis, Max Holloway, and it is Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Okay, okay, so that's your number
2: eight. I want to hear, so, so you've given lots of good reasons there. You've given lots and lots of good reasons there. I want to hear, Ross, who have you got number
1: eight? My number eight is Alexander the Great Volkanovski.
2: Okay, once again, in my opinion, guys, both of those are quite low. Well, for yeah, Poirier low is reasons. low
1: there. Poirier is low for me there. I
0: honestly couldn't put, find a reason to get him any higher. Mostly because the fact that he's never been a UFC champion, and for me, given the names that are above him on my list, it's hard for me to make a case that someone who's never won the gold is the current is you know yeah. higher than these guys on the pound for well,
1: The thing is about that it's obviously hypotheticals. Well, um, he would, in in my opinion, uh, he would have got. He probably would have had a few title shots, um, other than the Habib one, if it weren't for the McGregor if my, fights. If my him, uncle, if my uncle up, had,
0: but... if my uncle had wheels, mate.
1: Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it, it, if it weren't for them McGregor fights, the money fights that he took, he would have had, that definitely would have had title shots, and probably would have won them. But obviously, yeah. that didn't happen. So, yeah, I'm on,
2: gonna uh, just, I'm just gonna say, I won't agree with that. I won't, I won't, I won't have Boeri that though. Um, my number eight. I've gone for is Francis Garni. Um now the scariest man on planet earth um, the reason he's in number 8 I mean he, he's been phenomenal recently he just knocks everyone out um, we've seen him get dominated by Steve Pib, but he came back and proved that he can fight technically but I don't think he's quite, <coughs> don't think he's quite there yet with his technical skills um, I think he'll get there um, the reason I've put him in number 8 is because I mean Obviously number eight's in an amazing position. an amazing fighter, scariest man on earth, like I said. Um, but he's got a long way to go, I think. Um, I wouldn't say he's a better fighter than the people that I've got in the top seven. Um, so
0: Ghana I, is um, my number eight. You make a good point about maybe there being sort of a
1: skills discrepancy there within Ghana. Yeah, but yeah. you see his progress in his last fight with Stepe. when we saw him sprawl and stuff yeah. like takedown, and I think the whole world was oh, like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Oh yeah, yeah especially yeah. that like heavyweight division. Stepe
0: definitely was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stepe of all hard.
1: people to stuff as well. Stepe is no joke when it comes to wrestling. No.
2: Look, I'm not going to um, argue this Can't
0: I'm not going to argue this one too heavily to be honest because I can see your argument. I could easily have put Dustin higher up than I did. And again, I let championships rule my head here. Like I said, Dustin obviously yes, had the interim awesome. belt. Francis Garnu um, is obviously the UFC heavyweight champion of the world, so I think that needs to be taken in in into consideration here. For me, the thing that worried me on on or not worried me but made me sort of question where I could put in was obviously the um, the first loss to Stipe and the loss to Lewis. Um, he's bounced back, obviously, four wins since then. But those are still, you know, two losses in his last six, which is quite a lot considering some of the records of the people higher up the list. Even if you look at Poirier, he's lost one of his last ten fights. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm, not gonna argue, I'm not going to argue too heavily. I could happily have Francis at eight or... So, so, I mean, Ross, I, I,
2: I think me and Ross are both in agreement that probably should be higher than that. <clears throat> so, we we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll can't probably it out of that spot. <clears throat> Ross, give, give us give us some arguments. For Volk?
1: Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, it's just hard. Isn't it? like, as I say, when I had these names lined up, and um, like I, they all deserve to be higher, I feel like, but they're obviously not. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's hard um, thinking about it now. Like I could, I'd, I could probably be happy with putting on Garnu there instead. From okay, in here, well, it sounds
2: like we could all, we could all settle on garnu being at number eight if everyone's yeah. in agreement. There,
0: I've I've locked him into the sheet. Francis Ngarnu, number eight. Brilliant. Yeah,
2: Stepanović ten. Rosen nine. Francis and eight. <clears throat> Moving on to number seven. This might be, I feel, I'm going to go last year because I feel like this might be a controversial one. Um, so we'll start yes. with Ross.
1: So we're on number seven. I've bought Max Holloway.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. So obviously yeah. we've talked about Max Holloway, talked about how amazing he is. Probably yeah. the best boxer UFC's ever seen. Um, if you just go off pure boxing skills. What a personality, what a guy, what a gas tank. Um just seems to overwhelm people. I mean, he's got the top two records. Number one, number two, for most punches thrown in a fight, right? Against Ortega <laughs> yeah. and, and Broke Cater. his own record. Um, <clears> throat> throat> just a joke, mate. Probably one of my favourite fighters to watch on this list.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, absolutely. So Adam, number seven,
0: what have you got? Well, I had Francis Ngannou at number seven and I had Poirier at number eight. So given that we've locked Francis in to number eight, that to me bumps Dustin up to number seven. Um, Max is on my list, Um, but yeah, spoiler alert, it's higher than Dustin. And for me, Holloway's got to stay above Dustin for the same reason we talked about. We're not just talking about someone who's won um, a UFC featherweight championship, but he's got the most wins in UFC featherweight history. As George said, most strikes landed. He's got a host of striking records, had the longest winning streak in featherweight history, defended the belt on multiple occasions, um, for me, that qualifies him to be above Dustin Poirier on this list, given what we've said about him already.
2: That's absolutely fair enough. <clears throat> so this is my controversial seventh place. And I mean, I talked about this before. Uh, how how much I, like I value this fighter? Yeah. yeah, I feel okay. like I've talked about how much I value this fighter, and um, he's not a champion right now, um, which is why it might be a bit controversial. But in my eyes, probably one of the best fighters we've ever seen, and it's Robert Wicker. Um, Bobby Knuckles for me is just, I mean, he's just outrageous. If it wasn't for Adesanya, he'd be the middleweight champion and he would still just have not have been beaten by anyone. He'd still just smoked everyone that he'd come across. And um, Adesanya is obviously higher up in the list for me, as I imagine he probably is for you too as well. Um, but Whitaker is my number seven. And I, I actually struggled to put him in number seven. For me, he could have been even higher than that. Um, that's how much, that's how good of a fighter I think Robert Whitaker is.
0: Well, I think if we were doing a men's top 10 pound for pound, I think Robert Wicker makes the cut. Um, But yeah, Yeah. for me, he was 11, 12 honourable mentions category for me. It's a shame because obviously his loss is is too easy um, and pretty much everyone else in that division he's dominated. But yeah, for me, it just doesn't make the cut um, given that we're doing both a women and a men's. There just wasn't room for him in my list.
1: Yeah, for me, he's a very, very honourable mention. Uh, it's it's tough not to put him up there because he is one of my favourite guys. Uh, not even like playing favouritism, but like like I said, Georgie is an absolute wizard in the octagon. Um And uh, yeah, it was hard not to put him in the top ten. But um yeah, I think there's just other people above him, unfortunately. If we That's put
0: if we put Wicker in this top ten, there's Going to be a, there's gonna be a big name that we're gonna to have to admit, that given that we've locked in the three below them already. So I'll
2: I'll, I'll, I'll concede Whitaker. I, I I I knew I would I wouldn't get that one anyway. But that was just so that was just a. Is it a the hard question?
0: Hard the question is: Is it is it Poirier or Max at number seven? I I'd put Max.
1: Yeah, I'd put Max lower than Poirier. Okay, I can
0: yeah I I, I given that obviously Poirier's beaten Holloway, I can get on board with that. But yeah, for me, again, yeah, yeah, that's not
1: even the reasoning, really, because because um, I've put Volk lower than Max, and obviously Volk's beat him twice. But like you made a great point, Adam, about Holloway's reign and his, his all his records and like just everything. But, we were talking um, about a
0: potential featherweight goat before the Volkanovski fights. So we still yeah, are. yeah, we still yeah, are. exactly we still are.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I mean, we're we're gonna lock in Holloway at number seven.
1: Yeah,
0: if we ha- if we have to, yeah. yeah, let's lock him in. Let's lock him in. Okay, locked in. Okay, I mean, six. So... Then has to be Dustin Poirier. I don't think we can put okay. Dustin in the top five. I don't... I I, I oh, love you're Dustin. Be surprised Poirier. when he comes on my list. Wow, I can't believe oh, some of the other names. Going to be very surprised. No, you're oh going to be my. very surprised. There's no way we can put Dustin higher than six. I'm sorry, he's never won the belt.
2: Okay. well we're not up to that yet so let's go to number six okay I'll go first this Alexander has got to be boring. number six, six for me. no no, no. Let, let, me, let me just let me just say what I think okay Alexander Volkanovski number six he is obviously amazing um, I think Max beat him in in, in, in the second fight but that's the best there and thereabouts kind of fight and you could argue either way um, I've, I've put Volk here because I feel like I've had to I know he's amazing I know he's amazing he's beat Max twice and he beat Ortega and he, obviously, the people that he's beat on the way up as well, he's obviously an amazing fighter. But for me, there's something about street. him that doesn't make him crack that top five. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Obviously, he's number six, which is no, it's nothing to be scoffed at. He's his is amazing. His wrestling's amazing. He's an absolutely amazing, like the way he explodes, the way that he strikes, the way that he's in and out, and um, the way that he uses his like center of gravity to. They put his opponent off when he's rushing in. Um, yeah. he, he, he's an amazing fighter. He's an amazing fighter. So that's why he goes number six for me. What about what about you, Adam?
0: It's got to be. Oh, given what we've got already, it's got to be Poirier at six. We can't. You've said Poirier to... for the last five fucking. Yeah, slots. because because <laughs> that's because you've taken the ones that I had written down at number six, Max Holloway, and you've and we've already locked him in at number seven. But I, I've spoken about. My, my love for max already and I, I made the case for why he should have been above dustin and i've and i've lost so i just the, my case now is given that i've got who i've got in the top 5 i don't see how dustin gets above any of them simple as that yeah
2: it's absolutely yeah, sure, fair sure, enough,
0: enough yeah.
2: It's absolutely fair enough. Um, I can see I can see your argument of having no championships. We're gonna to get to Poirier. The reason I'm not saying anything on this matter yet is because I've got a lot to say about Poirier. <clears throat> and he, like I said, he's he's quite high on my list. Um and I've got reasons for that, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that.
0: So I, I think you're gonna um, have to make your case now because otherwise I think we have to lock him in at six. I I'm
1: just gonna keep saying if, Poirier if he's not.
0: <laughs> if, I, if I if I if I give my case now,
2: then I'm gonna have to tell you what position I've got him in.
1: Uh, not necessarily
2: yes necessarily.
0: Make, make, make your case for why he should be in the top five and the, the current champion the current Volkanovsky's not in there um, you've, you you got Witte, you had Whitaker up there so someone else who should be in there is not up there right so let's just talk about fighting Let's talk to the root of
2: fighting right what makes someone a good fighter their skill set but it's who they've beat It's who they have beat. If you can prove yourself that you can beat the best of the best, you are the best of the best. And let me just fucking read out Dustin Poirier's last fucking hit list: Eddie Alvarez, Anthony Pettis, Gaethje, Alvarez again, Holloway, Khabib with the loss, Hooker, McGregor, McGregor again, Holloway twice, McGregor twice, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, Anthony Pettis, Eddie Alvarez again. Tell me that isn't the best record in the UFC.
0: That isn't the best record in the UFC.
2: <laughs> Those are the because best opponents in the UFC for on, on the record. Like the best hit list in the UFC.
0: But you just glossed over the fact that he A, has lost one of his last four fights. To, to Khabib. Khabib. Yeah, fine. To, to, to Khabib. Khabib. To Khabib, we had... Uh, a loss, if Khabib was still fighting, he'd be my uh, number one. A loss in 2016 to Michael Johnson. A loss in 2014 to Conor McGregor. A loss in 2013 to Cub Swanson. A loss against Chang Sung Young in 2012. Uh, a loss against Danny Castillo in 2010. You want to talk about records? Volkanovski's is just win, 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 win. Uh, yes, the plan, it's the,
2: the it's His the last... caliber of people, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't get, oh, so it's the, the caliber. caliber, it's it the caliber
0: bigger than Brian Ortega, Max Holloway, Max Holloway, Hal- Jose Aldo, and Chad Mendes in your last fight on your way to, on the yes, way it yes, it does, yes, it does, yes, it does. Conor McGregor, top Conor top McGregor,
2: star. Dan Hooker, Max Holloway, Eddie Alvarez, just in getting and That's bigger. I'm not, not even going to see that. He lost to Khabib yes.
0: in the middle of all that. Everyone loses to Khabib. Yes, but Volkanovsky has not lost since 2013. Would Poirier, Poirier, lose to Poirier has four losses in that time. Would Volkanovsky lose to Khabib? Everyone loses
2: to Khabib. Right, so you just answered your own question there, really, didn't you? But, you're, the but loss to Khabib how, could, really how, how can we
0: say that somebody who has not lost since 2013 <laughs> is not as good as someone who has four losses in the same period? I just don't. Let me just and put that back Adam okay, me, Adam let, 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 let's, is let's, the reigning, defending champion. Something which Paul has never Adam. done.
2: Let's put this into perspective, Adam. Me and Ross, we both start fighting this year, okay? My future fights, 12, 14-year-olds, and I batter them all. Ross's next four fights, Anthony Joshua, <laughs> Wilder, Fury, and i oh, them, them
0: all. You've just he compared all, Holloway, Jose, right? Chad and Brian Ortega to twelve and fourteen-year-olds.
2: No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Um, What I'm saying is, you're saying that it's the amount that you win that makes you the best, and I'm saying it's who you beat that makes you the best, and that's the two sides of the arguments. What I'm saying is, like, if you if you, if you if you won four fights against the legends, and I won twelve fights against nobodies, who's better? Not- Am I better because I won twelve fights?
0: That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Volkanovski has won fourteen fights in a row against some of the top guys. Like we were literally just talking about how Holloway is a potential featherweight goat. The other featherweight goat holds Aldo in there as well. Just beat Holloway twice, and Poirier. Yeah, like he's been fighting absolute dogs, but. Find me a guy on this list who hasn't been fighting dogs. Like, they're all fighting dogs. What I'm saying is that in the time since Volkanovski last lost, Poirier has lost four times. So I don't see any way in which the champion can still be rated below Poirier. I just don't see it. Okay. So when were Poirier's losses? You said
2: 2014. Yeah. 2014, 2015. 2019, 2016, 2014.
0: 2013, 2012 okay. and
2: 20, And those were those were all against UFC opponents when he was
0: younger. Um so the only one that wasn't a UFC opponent would have been Danny Castillo because that would have been uh WEC or whatever it was called back then. Okay. So uh,
2: while Poirier was fighting all these these beasts in the UFC, I was on the first first fight in the UFC was November 2016. Before that he wasn't even in the UFC, so whoever he was beating then doesn't matter. It's on his record it's, wow. it's a padded record he, he i'm what i'm not i'm not trying to i'm not trying to you're making it so that i'm putting dirt on alexander <laughs> saying, well, not, you just said you just, just said you
0: got a, you just said he got a padded record and you compared he his has got opponent, a padded you compared, record you compared his opponents to 12 and 14 year old girls
2: no that was an analogy because of the that the argument you were making was his win streak makes him better than Poirier. And I was saying Poirier's caliber of opponents that he's beating makes him better. So I was just making an analogy. Um I don't, I don't so we, dis- we disagree on what opponent. makes you we disagree on what makes you a good fighter. My opinion and it always has been and this is why I struggle to jump onto hype trains before I see them beat someone good. Because my opinion is if you like like Max always says to be the best you've got to beat the best and the best is blessed. All right.
1: And be blessed <laughs> beat blessed and he beat
2: Yeah, exactly. Twice. And he'd be blessed twice. So he's the he's best. He's the best because he beats the best. He beats the best. So put
0: him at the best. So, so he's put, put, going to Poirier, put Poirier. Poirier. Poirier at six and let Volk go on to the, go <laughs> on to battle it out for the top five because he deserves it. Because he beat the best and the best is blessed and he beat him twice.
2: Yeah, but sorry, Poirier twice.
0: Damn, that's a really good point.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about Poyre. Yeah yeah, 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 that's a really good
0: point. Yeah, I
2: forgot they both beat twice. they both beat the, the blessed, they both beat bless twice, right? But Poire did it in a fashion you can't even argue with. No.
1: Uh, yeah, no, nah, you can sort of argue Max's case no, there. He moved up. He moved up. No, you, you, can't. No, up. Sorry, no, you, you can't. can't. Well, if you let, he uh, lost I can't. it well and truly. you lost five of them. Yeah, all but all right, if you're gonna let me speak. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, it's it's very similar to the Adesanya and Jan fight. Oh, Adesanya moved up, and he was still just as good. Apart from the strength, and he didn't have the power. Yeah, but that's N- a nor 30 did Max. Pound gap. Yeah, but nor a did Max. Max. Max, 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 Max. Right, let me speak. Max <laughs> hung with Poirier the whole fight. He was still boxing as well as Poirier, but Poirier's uh, punches right, well, were landing harder. Right. Well, it might. Right, well, been, we disagree uh, on
2: that anyway. Yeah, well, we disagree on that. Anyway. Right, um, we'll, we'll put Poirier at six then, if that's what you both want. But that—that that was my argument with Poirier. Is that so I think he's not really been involved belt, in
1: his conversation. So
2: without his belt, without getting a belt. If, if Poirier had a belt, you'd you'd both be putting him top two. That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: agreed. If Poirier has a belt, you, you can go top five for me. Yeah, the only
2: it's reason it's he doesn't it's have it's the the only reason he doesn't have a belt is personal choice, and that one. That's one. That's so what makes
1: him so good. Yeah, but you can't say that he definitely would have a belt. I know I brought that point up earlier, but you can't say he definitely would have won whoever he fought. Do you know what I mean?
2: No, 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 no. But I can make... I, I think he I would. I think he'd have a belt. Personally. We have,
0: yeah, he if he poor, wanted to have a belt, he could have won. Is going in at six then?
2: I mean, it sounds like he is, but... I'm
1: not happy about it, but yeah. It sounds like. And what's our other options? Volkovski. I said Volk. Falk or Poirier. Right. Well, should I decide because you two are just
0: yeah, and you might as well really fill in you might as well fill in five at the same time because we can't have put higher
1: than five. Six, all right. Coming in at six is Volkanovsky and nice. uh and I'd nope. put nope. fifth. So we're
2: not well he's not fifth on mine, so let's let's talk about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think fifth. it's very fair that I think that's fair enough. Yeah, that that's fair. Fifth. Is he
2: fifth on your list, Ross? Is he fifth on your list?
1: Yeah, you know, he's fifth on my
2: list, yeah. Is it is who's fifth on your list? Um, disregarding who
0: you put before him, who's fifth on your list? Alexander Volkanovsky. That's very interesting. Very interesting. Um, I'm happy to drop Volk to, to six and put um, yeah, Poirier we'll at five that. for the sake of just getting we'll on then. with the show, to be
1: honest. Yeah, yeah I don't think about Adam's going to wiggle on Poirier. So.
2: No, we'll, we'll, we'll put Poirier fifth. My fifth place, I'll just say it was, is it, Shevchenko. Um, but We'll take... We'll put Poirier there. We'll put Poirier there. Where did we'll you have Poirier then? Well, we'll, move, we'll keep moving. So, number four. Ross, you've got number four?
1: I have got Adesanya at four.
2: Okay. All right. Okay. And Adam?
1: I have got...
0: The first woman to defend a UFC flyweight title. Six successful title defences, victories over three former champions, most wins, most consecutive wins in UFC flyweight history. Who else but Valentina Shevchenko at number four?
2: Yeah, I can, I can, I can agree with that because she was my number five. I can, I can agree with her being number four, definitely. She yeah, just I should nah, really Yeah,
1: definitely, definitely. <laughs> what
2: yeah,
1: a no, no. stupid
2: decision, that no, is no,
1: Yeah, no, it is, it is. It is. <clears> that might no, be a
2: stupid no, that... decision of our lists. I won't lie to you.
1: Pound for pound, stupid decision.
2: Yeah, pound for pound, stupid decision. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: no, it, no it, I, can't I can't even go. back myself up because to be fair, yeah, I don't really know. I mean,
2: <laughs> it's good. That it's at least you can, at least you can look in hindsight and, and yeah, correct your own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right, so we'll say Chev, you... we'll, we'll say Shev then, yeah.
0: Yeah, we've all seen what she's what she's become in her recent fights. Yes. We're not talking about the same Valentina we were talking about two years ago. She's gone to a completely different level. For me, she's—I it, it, think she could beat Amanda Nunes in the third fight personally, but that's a separate story.
1: Okay,
2: that's a claim, right? Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll slide Shev in at fourth. She's a champion. She's been—I mean, she's six six successful defenses. She just seems to get her better every time. Nobody seems to be able to touch her um she's just she's a great fighter to watch and she's a lovable human you five outside the octagon can't argue with fourth anybody else arguing with that and we're back after our short break continuing with our pound for pound list it got a bit heated before the break as you guys probably heard um I'm obviously always right so it's been a bit of a difficult one for me <coughs> um Number four, we were talking about number four before we left, and we sort of agreed on number four, but I actually didn't say who I have at number four. Um, It's a very interesting one. Number four, for me, is Amanda Nunes. Um, Amanda Nunes just above um, Shevchenko for me. Um, So Amanda Nunes is hard to argue against being anywhere outside the top five. She's just a beast, isn't she? She's just a beast.
0: What else can I say? I was going to go into detail about her fighting style there, but do I really need to? Um, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my stats in my back pocket for Amanda Nunes because she's not going at number four. We've got Valentina. Um, does she, the question is, I guess, does she go at three? Um, now, for me, I can make a bit of a stronger case for others to be in this spot at the minute. Okay, so number, four, number three. Number so, three.
2: I mean, I, mean yeah. I think we solidified on Shevchenko being number four, didn't we? I think we've all agreed that.
0: As long as we're in agreement that Valentina goes below Amanda, then, yeah, then she has to be number four. Yeah,
2: yeah, she's number four. I, I would, I would be happy with that. What about you, Ross? Uh,
1: nah, ninth, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ross would put
2: her in ninth. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah nah, I'm, happy right I'm happy with
1: 4 i I'm happy with four. Okay,
2: Ross is budged from ninth to fourth. We'll agree with that. Okay, and like I said, I said Nunez, so she's still yet to go. Um, So we'll move on to number three. Number three, now we're in the top three. This is very, very interesting. Um, This is where it gets interesting. I think the way we should do it is we should do three now and then we should do one because, obviously, if you do number two, then you don't know who number one is. Um, So we'll do number three now and we'll start with Adam. Who have you got number three?
0: At number three, I've gone with the reigning, defending middleweight champion of the world, Israel Adesanya, who let's be honest, is currently starting his second lap around the middleweight rankings, having already beaten Brunson, Anderson Silva, Gastelum, Whittaker, Yoel Romero, Costa. He's beaten Vittori twice. He's to face Whittaker again next, and then it'll probably be Brunson again after that. He's defended his belt three times already. Obviously, he had that step up to light heavyweight to take on Jan um, and couldn't get the job done. But for me, that doesn't um, dispel anything that he's done at middleweight. For me, he's on his way to becoming the best middleweight of all time. And as I said, he's about to start a second lap around those rankings. So, yeah, Israel Adesanya, number three for me.
2: Okay, well, that's that's a more than a valid answer. Um, Ross, what about you?
1: Thank you. Number three, I had uh, Amanda Nunes at three.
2: Okay, so make the case, Ross. Let's hear your case.
1: Um she just speaks for herself really like there's there's no question in my mind that she's the the best woman uh although like Shevchenko is nice but (laughs) no um no yeah Nunez she's just got everything she's got the confidence she's got the stand-up she's got the rest and the the jiu-jitsu that we are the ever see to be fair but if she needed it then she's absolutely got that um I just don't know how she's so powerful like it's sort of like the McGregor effect in it? it's like a technique must just be so sharp and she just absolutely floors people and she's just so so accurate, just so good at striking while advancing forward. And she just she just doesn't really seem to be a problem for it. No so sorry, no but no one seems to be a problem for her. Not even Cyborg who was like one of the most feared fighters in the world and she just absolutely that, was, sh- that was
0: shocking wasn't it that was a shocking fight that I remember yeah she just oh, had an yeah. unbelievable feeling that I was just
1: oh my god she's yeah
0: but I but called Adam. that I remember everyone was yeah. giving
2: it Cyborg yeah. and I said I'm Amanda had it I didn't yeah
1: because when you look at Cyborg it's like well, why, I can't root against this, this guy um, this guy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. she looks like Vanderlei Silver in a dress <laughs> no, no. no but, but Adam, Adam to your to your previous comment Adam um, the Shevchenko Nunez 3 would be so good and they could both win it I could see yeah. I could see them both winning but I do think Nunez takes it
0: I think they're just um, both at completely different stages of the career now than they were um When they they had the second fight, like Valentina is getting better and better and better, and Nunez is as well. Don't get me wrong, but I just think whether maybe Nunez is over the other side of her peak, and Valentina's abs at her absolute peak, and whether that will just play Mm. into her favour. Possibly, yeah. I haven't seen Nunez at three, and that's okay. So
2: that's brilliant. That's brilliant, right? So you both made your cases for yours. So Adam, I just got I've got to tell you now. Get your potty out, because you might piss yourself. Um, this is what I'm going for, for number three, okay? Oh. We've finally got to it. Can anyone guess?
0: Poirier. It's Dustin Poirier, isn't it?
2: It's Dustin Poirier at number three. Dustin Poirier at number three. That's how much faith I have in this man. And you come out community, Adam, but your basis for how good someone is is how many belts they've had wrapped right around the waist. And With that said, Michael Bisbee must be better than Dustin Poirier. But... Like I said, I've made my point for Poirier already. I wanted to make it when we got here. I've made it in the past. He's already been put on the list. So I will seed, and I will probably say that I'd rather have Nunes there than I Do
1: we agree on that? So Nunes third. I don't
0: see how we can have have Nunes third. Just hear me out here. We're talking about the first female champion to hold two belts simultaneously. The first five the first fighter in UFC history to defend two belts in two divisions at the same time, the fourth longest title reign in history, most wins for a woman, most title fight wins for a woman. And yeah, I just think she deserves to either be for me one or two because she is the best female fighter in the world. And for me, that puts her either one or two on this list. And I know you say it's not about belts, George, but it is about belts because at the end of the day, being world champion is the end goal for these fighters. They don't get recognised for having four. Yeah, they get respect from fans. Better. No, but they get. You mean re- and I don't agree necessarily. The pound for pound list, in my opinion, is even a representation of who is the best fighter. Because we could probably make. It is me. We could we could probably make a list of the most well rounded fighters. And some of them aren't even on this list. And that's that's fine. I think the pound for pound, they should incorporate all of that. It should incorporate their records, it should incorporate their achievements, it should incorporate the fact that Amanda Nunes has defended two belts in two divisions and nobody else, male or female, has done that. And she's still doing it. The fact that she's got the fourth longest reign in history matters. The fact that she's the, the first female fighter to even hold two belts, that all matters to me. And I yes, think agreed. because of all those, because of who she's beaten, the way she's beaten them, and all of her achievements. Amanda Nunes, in my opinion, is the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the UFC right now.
2: Oh, number my one. God. Oh, number, my God, he's lost
0: his mind. N- number right, one. Let's,
2: let's put this all into perspective again, because we're going down the same road of, of different opinions. Pound-for-pound, for, pound, for me, like the definition of that is who would win if everyone was the same weight. That's what it means to me because it's like yeah, who yeah, agreed. pound for pound matched who would win. Amanda Nunes isn't beating half the fighters that we've listed on. And know, it's, though, down caliber, it's down to calibre. It's down in to calibre. It's down to calibre. No, no, no. But let me just say what I'm going to say. It's down to the same argument again. Calibre of opponent. That division that she's been, the, the people that she fought, apart from Shevchenko and Cyborg, they wouldn't crack the top fifteen in any of the men's divisions, not just because of their of, of their weight, but because the women's divisions are so young. It's going to take a while for the level of opponent to appear that we've got in the men's divisions. So she, yes, she's the best right now, but she isn't. She isn't beating the same cat. Like Dustin Poirier's is kill kill list. He's better than Amanda Nunes. It just yeah, it's, it's all, yeah.
1: But the opportunities there. Just, like if if Nunes had the opportunity there, which she has done, with the likes of Cyborg and Valentina, and she has beaten them. And these are world class fighters. Yes, that's an, that, that's, a, that's
2: another that's another. If my granddad had wheels, he'd be a bike situation. That, well, yes, because it's
1: not. It, that's a, no, because it's not. Because
2: it what you're saying is if. Amanda Nunez had all these good people in division she'd win, but that's just a guess. No, I'm saying, saying that like, she.
1: I'm saying that she has had these fights. Shevchenko, you are saying Shevchenko's not world class? No, I, no,
2: no. Because I prefaced this whole thing by saying apart from
0: Cyborg and Shevchenko.
1: Right, you but nevertheless, she's still beaten them people, and like that's she has. that's that's against your point. I think there's disrespectful
0: no, to the women's division as a whole to disregard the fact that. You know, Misha Tate in 2016 was right at the top of the game when she beat her. Ronda Rousey was at the top Ronda of the Rousey. game. Of the year. Raquel Pen Raquel Pennington, Holly Holm, Germaine Durandami, Felicia Spencer, Megan Anderson. She's it's beating, not disrespectful. She's to say beating. That. She's beating the best in the world. She can't. She can't beat the opponents. That are she can only beat what's there in front of her? And she exactly.
2: Goes, yeah, agreed. Absolutely. But it's not. It's not disrespectful to say that a younger sport has weaker competition than an older sport. And whether or not you believe that it's disrespectful, women's MMA is much, 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 yeah, much, much, but, much, much younger than men's MMA. So but time Nunez, to Nunez
1: you've got to scale Nunez to that. And Nunez is in the bracket of a weaker, less developed league uh, division, league. Yeah. Um, yeah, But she still shines like she shines. So she's still yeah, in the same exactly. category as all these women, but she's that so, much higher than them all. I let, me use use your, your point, let,
2: let me just use another Hardys analogy, okay? Preston North End win every game in the Championship. I'm, <laughs> Arsenal fucking, why have I used Arsenal? City win the league, but they lose five more than Preston North End. Are oh, Preston better because they've won more? No, they're not because they won it in the Championship. That's my point.
0: But we're, you're, I'm assuming at some point in the two names, you would say we do put Mando at three. At some point in the next two names, you're going to pull out the name Kamar Usman, surely. And I think 100%. Amanda, Amanda Nunes' hit list is better than Kamara Usman's hit list. I'm just going to put that out there.
2: That's that's, that's, that's,
0: that's fair judgment. I'd probably
2: disagree. But yeah, I'm, that's all I can say about Nunes. Listen, lads, we went through this. I think we've been through this before and Ross put Shevchenko at ninth, so let's not even go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's
1: behind well, us. <laughs>
2: She goes fifth and Nunez is fourth on my whole pound for pound list. That's not disrespectful to the women's. That's just me saying that, like, that's me obviously acknowledging that those two are two of the best fighters alive. But they can't push first and second because of the calibre of opponents. That's just how I feel about it. All
1: right, so what about Demetrius Johnson? Was he not one of the best in the world? Because, even though he had a shit division behind him. It's the same um, thing.
2: Yeah, it is the same thing, and that, that was always a question in his reign, it was always a question in his reign that always got brought up, and it was always a thing that I can...
1: So go on then what do you, what's your opinion on Demetrius Johnson, then? One of the best to, to do it or not?
2: Um, probably one of the best flyaways, <laughs> but that's another thin division, isn't it? So it's like, it's another, another division that's had very thin opponents in history, so it's the same as Nunes. Do you know what I mean like like Nunez is is one of the best? Ross, she's number four. You're acting like she's not on my list. <laughs> she's what, number four. So, like, oh, no, it, it, t- like.
0: So what's your top three then, George? Is it is it Usman Adesanya Nunez? Because no, it seems like that's what we but, need to decide. It's Poirier Adesanya
2: Usman. That's my three too. one.
1: Thing is with Poirier, something that I consider when I'm doing this is. To be be to be named one of the GOATs nowadays, you've got to be a double champ. And could Poirier move up? And could he torture You know what I mean? No, like, but he could he, go he, got he could he could he
2: could go down and he could beat Volk.
1: He could maybe beat Volk. Maybe. we no, go we've got we've got four, five, went
0: We've got Poirier at five anyway. So the real question is, what order do, as long as we're all in agreement that the top three, pound for pound, are Amanda Nunez, Nunez, Kamara Usman, and Israel Adesanya? It's just a matter of which which order they go in. Usman's got to be number one. I can agree. I can agree with that. I do have Nunez at the top of my list, but I have Usman at two. And
1: yeah, it was very close. But again, so impressive.
0: And he gets more impressive every time we see him. He's, yeah, he gets better every time. He's one of the best strikers in that division now, and that was not his game um, a couple of years ago. His jab is unbelievable. Um, and, yeah, his striking has just gone to a different level with Trevor Whitman. And obviously we saw that, the fact that he knocked out um, Jorge in the last fight. So, yeah, I can get on board with Usman at one, but I would like to see Amanda at two. Not going to lie. We're talking Amistania about... he has got to
2: do two, though. <laughs> He's so slim off number one. He's the, probably jam. the most active champion we've seen in the longest time. And he just Amanda's defending right, uh, two
0: belts at the same time at the minute. She's it's, defending it's both once belts. again.
2: One of them, one of them has
0: about three contenders in it, and the other one, like right, yeah, it's a bit better. It's fighting but, Kobe again. Has fought Masvidal twice.
2: Yeah, but they're world class opponents. That, that's um, my that's that is my gripe. That is my gripe with the with 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 Amanda Nunes. She's four for me because. Every time she comes out to fight someone, every time, and you know this as well as I do, it's a written conclusion. We watch that fight to see how Amanda Nunes is going to win it because the opponents that she's facing don't give her the challenge. Whereas when Adesanya and Usman comes out, it's like, oh... This amazing, I can't wait to see him fight this, Colby because that's a puni- your So
0: by that logic though, you're punisher you know, for being that much better than a competition. And you're rewarding Usman for the fact that he's closer in ability to his competition which to me is the opposite, because no one can touch Amanda, because she is so much better than everyone in that division, and she's proved it, and because every time she walks out to fight, it's about how she's going to win, and it's a foregone conclusion. It's the exact reason why she should be number one pound for pound, because nobody can touch her.
2: Right, but you're acting like fucking Muhammad Ali's coming out there and fighting her every week, and she's beating him. She's not, she's beating nobodies and people that have pushed Pitching Nobody's Nobody's,
0: nobody's, mate. Megan Anderson, Anderson, Felicia Spencer, Jermaine Durandamy, Holly Holm, Chris Cyborg, Raquel Pennington, Valentina, Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate, Valentina. That's a kill list. I don't think there's a better kill list than that in MMA today.
2: If you believe, if you believe that any of those people bar fucking Shevchenko and Cyborg make it in any other UFC division, pound for pound, you kidding yourself. That's
1: how I feel. Lad, you can't say that she's fighting nobodies, though. Surely, I did surely. say that. I, yeah, you, but say you, that. You, you actually backed <laughs> that up, though. You stand by that.
0: Amanda Lewis stand... has fought nobodies. She's
2: fighting. She's fighting. She's picking. They're picking people from the division because there's not enough competition from her. Yeah,
0: she's
1: yeah, because she's the one one whacked them all out. out. She's, whacked she's whacked whacked yeah. Them all because this
2: because it's an easy. It's relatively an easy division to be You can look on. at it from
1: both ways though, because you can you've both got a really good point. Like I appreciate what you're both saying. And Do you if, think these uh, people the are
2: are world class Yeah, fighters.
1: lads. Yes. That, that only start have just racked off. They are world class fighters, yes. Okay. Jamie get... we'll, we'll just Yeah. Leave. Have you seen what kickboxing like, title she's won? She's an unreal kickboxer, lad. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, well
2: I'm not I can't agree with what you're saying, but obviously we'll put Nunes number one there.
0: No, I think I think we could put Amanda number two. I think that's Israel, a
2: fucking ripoff, but Israel uh,
0: it's not even th- about Israel putting... Israel number three, Amanda number it's two, tomorrow number one works for me.
1: See this is this is where I've included Jones at the top and I've kept him at number one. Um, well tell me why you put Jones at number one because obviously me and George both
0: kind of admitted him from the top of the list and obviously yeah it
1: it, it was tough it was tough because obviously he's not active Um we don't really know what's happening with him there's a lot of like grayness around his name and they're just with all the steroids so it's a bit it, yeah I, I was either I was either going like all or nothing with him like I mean I'm putting him at the top because he's the goat in my eyes or He's, he do not make the list at all. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that's why I said uh, I've been a
1: pussy before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just... like Do I even have to back up what Jones has done, who he's beat? Um, when he was like... This, what was he, like 21 or 23 when he won the belt? He was and he was beating 23, the, the lights yeah. and shogun... V us list off was... the
2: people he's beat. let list, list off some of the people he's beat, lad. Um, this,
1: right, bear in mind... the his wife.
0: This, oh, um, God. <laughs> Stripper. He didn't beat Usada to be fair. You Usada. you Sada 10. The
1: thing is though. You thing, is, thing is though, the guys that he was beating when he was young, that's when Usada was around. it wasn't around, yeah. sorry. So yeah. I Vito is oh to fair that armball of Vitor. I him in. mean brutal, but that just, stuck. It just shows, mate. And his wrestling yeah. is He he outwrestled DC. Who does that? Yeah. Who out wrestles Daniel Cormier? And that's just one aspect of his game. Is Jiu-Jitsu's up there as well with the best. He's striking. I, mean, he's,
0: I feel like he's we forget that he also out. Tapped, out, <laughs> he tapped out Ryan Bader.
1: Say that again. I think I just lost. I was coughing, that's why. Um, his
0: record is ridiculous. I, I forgot that he um, tapped out Ryan Bader as well back
1: in the day. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Un- unbeaten as well. Leo Machita, Rampage Jackson... Shogun we Rua, you know, So we've got DC twice. Gustav None of them have got anything on like Jermaine Durand. I mean. Rashad Evans, Chael Sonnen. St. Pru. Yeah. I Tiano mean, Santos,
0: Reyes. I mean, I the what I had written down in my notes, and I think it was quite apt point to make, is if it wasn't for John Jones, John Jones would be a lot higher on this list.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but
0: because yeah. of John Jones, I don't see how we can realistically, today speaking, put him at number
1: if one. He was, yeah, if he, he was active. Never... Though, and... but I was just saying, if he was active and he was still as active as ever, um, where where would he go on your list?
2: I'm just saying, lad, he'd never, ever, ever be Aspen, lad, Holm, Pena, or Pennington, lad, or Misha Tate, lad. Fuck now. Right, Didn't be Call Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Palmerpazzi I gets him. smoked in that
0: division. <laughs> you
1: could do. You never so, know. You never know. You're part laughing at yourself because you are,
0: at least, at least, me and Ross have both got him in our I'm list. You've not you've, you've not, you've not even put him in your
2: list. Yeah, I made my reasons for not putting him in the list. He's not active. He's a drug cheat and he and an abuser, and he's probably never going to fight again. So why would I put him in the list?
0: That's why I put him at ten. Because yeah, in my opinion, <laughs> we
1: we'll
0: probably never see him. We'll probably never see him fight again. So yeah, that's, that's
2: what I mean. mean. So it's pointless putting him in the pound of He's not a fighter. He's an ex fighter. Yeah, like yeah he's not. Chuck he's here. not
1: like officially like. No, it's not because.
2: You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen to this.
0: Chuck George Hardy's analogies more recently, have been horrendous today. Chuck fought
2: Tito more recently than
1: than
0: his <laughs> last five, t- he? <laughs> yeah, <but> no, <laughs> sure, surely not. <laughs> Surely the, Re- the Reyes in? the Reyes fight was Feb 2020. When was the
2: when was the am Googling it I'm right now? Looking, uh, <laughs> I'm just looking I'm just, I'm just
0: googling it now to be honest because we might as well pack up and go home if that's true. Yeah <laughs> nah, that, November November said, yeah November 2018 was um Ortiz with that against,
2: said Chuck Liddell,
0: number one. Number one. 20, number two. <laughs> Good night. Can we please? I want to talk about our bets for this weekend. So, can we please, yeah. uh, even if we have to settle on Amanda at three, which I hate to be honest, but even yeah. if we have to, can we settle on this top yeah. three? Are we going to? Are we all agreed? Kamara Usman number one then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, it, if, I'm put, if I'm not putting Jones, yeah, Usman. I ask
2: you've. Li- Rossi, I'm asking if you: Have you missed Adesanya you missed us from your list or something? How have you not got him
1: in there? No, he's fourth. Oh, he's fourth. So who've Four you missed? Of is- without, without Jones, he's third. Right, right, right. And Nunes um, second there. So <laughs> yeah, Nunes is second yeah.
0: Right, I think that's. I that mean, I'm outvoted then. I think you've been outvoted, mate. Yeah. Cooking so,
1: home. I've she's yeah. She's do done to- more. I feel like she's done more than Adesanya has for now.
0: Yeah, I think Israel can definitely, as obviously we could get there at some point, but this is the list then. Are you ready for me to read it back? Yeah. <laughs> number number one, Kamara Usman. Number two, Amanda Nunes. Number three, Israel Adesanya. Number four, Valentina Shevchenko. Number five, Dustin Poirier. Number six, Alexander Volkanovski. Number seven, Max Holloway. Number eight, Francis Ngannou. Number nine, Rose Namajunas. Number ten, Steve Miocic. Honorable mentions for the likes of Robert Whitaker, uh, John Jones, Jan Belhovich. Any other honorable mentions we missed there? I've got a few. Chandler, you say uh, Chief Moreno, you say, colby durand durandamine durand, durand, durand,
2: durand, durand, <laughs> Duh- <laughs> Duh- misha tay bad Duh- <laughs> uh, Holly penning Aspen Ladd, Sarah McCann. Hulk, just you know, the fact Cole, that you taken
1: the piss out of them just i can't believe you I'm don't i just i'm just i'm,
2: I'm just staring at the parnall lads i'm just saying it because just saying no nah, i know yeah but
1: no, I know you're still the same, um, but your, your point no. still stands that you think the bummed.
2: No, but I was trying to make a point about how... I've said it many times, but I think it's all about the calibre of opponent you find, and I don't think they are the same calibre as... But, 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 there's no point going over this again. So I'll, I'll, I'll go for my honourable mentions, and we'll do Ross, then we'll do Adam. Um, for me, I've got... Um, it's it's going to be Rose, Moreno, Colby, Gaethje, Oliveira,
0: Chanley, Yan, and Garn. Yeah, I'll <AT1> tee on all of them because I think yeah, they all could feel slightly aggrieved not to make like nine or ten. So there's it's stiff competition. Yeah. So I'll be honest, lad, that was difficult for me to put together 10. Um yeah, I, was, I can yeah. see why the UFC stick to a, a men's and a women's ranking because it was it was tough it. Didn't used to be though. it used to be combined? Really? Yeah, I remember that, yeah.
1: Well, he's going to say that
2: one slot for Conor McGregor as well. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah,
1: true. In oh, yeah, he was back. there so long. I had my honorable honorable mentions. Don't even mention Piotr Jan. Oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. Did you say Jan? Yeah, um, I did I, yeah, yeah. Covington, Gaethje, Whaley, Whitaker, Oliveira, Whaley, Oliveira as well, mate. And Jan. Yeah, yeah. Oliveira, Chandler, Chandler as well. I got a Chandler. Chandler get, yeah. Mm, yeah, let's see what he does next, though, against Gaethje. Right, that's See, our I
0: top think the ten, boys. Better than Olivera, but let not go into that. That's <laughs> our top ten done. We need to move on and and wrap up some bets for this weekend's card. I think UFC yeah. Vegas forty this weekend. Um, main evented by Aspen Ladd against Norman Demont. Um, obviously, Aspen Ladd, we spoke about earlier in the show um, missed oh, weight a couple of weeks ago at one thirty-five. Oh. Now steps up to one forty-five um, for the first time to take on Demont on short notice. Um, the betting odds at the minute, um, eight to 11. Lab the favorite at the minute, which is that a bit surprising given that we don't, she's a bit of an unknown quantity at 145. No, I, I wouldn't
1: say it. No, I'd say she should uh, be the favorite just through uh, demont's only had three fights in the UFC, yeah. so um, so yeah, I can see why Aspen Lad is the favorite for sure, but given yeah. that.
0: Obviously, with everything that's gone on with LAD in the last few weeks, George, in terms of yeah, missing weight and and those issues, she shouldn't have an issue making weight at 145 pounds. But do we think she'll be, you know, that in prime form given everything that's been going on the last few weeks?
2: So, yeah, I do think there should be harsher, harsher treatment for people that miss weight. Personally. Um, yeah.
0: She didn't just She's miss it a by a few
2: pounds as well. I'm pretty sure she missed it by yeah. like six or seven pounds, didn't she? So precisely, yeah, precisely. So it's not it's like she didn't even try. Um I've never or cut she, weight and I know it's or, a hard
0: thing Or do. she physically can't cut to 135 pounds, maybe anymore. Yeah, so
2: if you if you'd like that, I mean I, I, I I've always been on the on the side of having like a percentage you can cut. That's a completely different conversation we should probably save for a um, different podcast um about weight cutting. But no no, I I, I agree with Ross. Aspen probably the probably my favourite going into it. Um she did just come off a knockout victory, um, which is which was which was pretty impressive. and, and then before that, I think she'd lost,
1: I think if I yeah. can remember correctly. She and and knocked her out, so <laughs> Oh the goat, the goat, the goat. <laughs> so uh, it's um, Aspen, before- about it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And then before yeah. that, she got a dump. I mean, it's difficult to say. It's difficult to say with these. Like you said, she's a bit of an unknown entity. She seems to be pretty good. Um, but then, so's DeMont is, is also an unknown entity that seems pretty good. So it's a hard one to call. My money's going on Aspen Lad. Oh,
0: well, he's after mine. What about you? Demont obviously coming into this one on two wins. Um, I think a fairly impressive win against Felicia Spencer last time out. Um, it was a close yeah, fight, yeah. Um, but she was impressive in that. And she obviously took the decision. It was a split decision. Um, and yeah, her fight before that was Ashley Evan smith And her first fight in the UFC was a loss to Megan Anderson, um, who we obviously just saw lose fairly convincingly to Valentina. Um, Another goal. Yeah. Do, do you just surely? Demont must. I think Demont looks like value to me. In this, she's obviously she's fought 105, 145 before. She'll be in better suited to the weight than I think. Lad will, and yeah, lad's just a bit of an unknown quantity to me, Ross. Do you are you sticking with Lad given what we've seen from a 135?
1: Um, I'm going. Yeah, my money's on Lad, but Demont. Um, I don't know if you've, if you've seen her in the clinch, she's fucking strong, man. Um, if she can get hold of Aspen Lad, maybe she can uh, get her to the ground and she can employ some of her. She's got a brown belt in jiu jitsu. I think Aspen Lad's on a purple belt, so we might be quite evenly matched on the ground. But uh, yeah, from what I've seen, Demont looks really strong, especially considering she's quite a small person. Um, but yeah, Lad's got more experience. Um, three of the last five fights have been win by KO. Seems very well rounded. Strike is pretty sharp. So I'm gonna go with Aspen Lad for the win. Uh, okay, so, we're win. In, so for
0: for the first time in about the last hour of recording, we're in agreement and um, in terms <laughs> of Aspen Ladd. So we can have a look at the second fight, um, little well, second fight from the top of the card, which is Andre Arlovsky and Carlos Felipe at heavyweight. Um, we were talking a few weeks ago, George, about gatekeepers and who the biggest gatekeeper was in the UFC, and surprisingly, Arlovsky's name didn't come forward. Maybe it should have done.
2: I don't know. He's a legend. He's a bloody legend. Put some yeah. To I agree too, isn't he? What did you say, Ross?
1: He's like forty-two, isn't he? Still kicking.
2: Yeah, he's a bloody legend. Um, Carlos Felipe is on a bit of a roll. <clears throat> he's won his last three fights. Um they are by. There's twenty-one
0: losses for <clears> our <throat> That was my point. Sorry, thirty-one wins, twenty losses. That was more my point.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been
0: around the block. <clears throat> you could. He
2: he usually loses by getting his chin licked off. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Felipe's not really a chin licker. Um, he, he wins, he, he wins by decision. He obviously he's a good fighter. Um, he's a good striker. Um, but I don't I don't know unless Orlovsky's lost a step, I don't know if Felipe's got the hands to stop him. Um, but we Weekly could be seeing the end of Orlovsky's career, and we know fighters towards the end of the career they usually go on a bit of a skid. We could be seeing that skid right now. Um, I mean, he did win his last fight, um, a decision again. I'm actually going to make a bold prediction here. I think it's going to go to decision. I think it's going to be boring. I think it's going to be very boring, and Arlovski is going to just edge out a split decision.
0: Interesting, because yeah, the betting odds are really close at the minute. It's Arlovsky, uh ten to eleven, Felipe five to six. So it is the bookies are finding it quite difficult to call um, as well. Yeah. I was on the same page as you, George, thinking that it might go to the judges, but I was leaning uh, a bit more towards Felipe in that case because I think he might do better work just into on the ground in the clinch than Alomski. Yeah, you may be right; he doesn't have the hands necessarily to stop Alomski. Um, but I think he could do um, better work in and around the striking as well. So I think, yeah, I'm, I'm edging towards a Felipe decision. And I've got him in um, some multiples as well that I'll talk about later. Ross, what about you? Olofsky, Felipe, where are you leading?
1: Yeah, well, I think looking at a lot of Felipe's fights, he just, he, he loves to throw that one-two, that jab straight, or like, it's like a yeah. like an overhand almost. Um, and he throws it a lot. And, um, and it, it, it does damage when he lands, don't get me wrong, but... I think Olofsky's experience and the amount of... Tech, what was his record? Sorry, I've not noted that down.
0: Olofsky. 31-20. 31-20, yeah. 31 yeah, so wins. 20 losses. He's yeah. had
1: a lot of fights. As I said before, he's 42 years old. He's got a lot of experience, um, a lot of knowledge. A lot of, like, I can imagine he's got a good fight IQ. And I think he might be able to grab all the Felipe. And he's uh, obviously, he's known for his wrestling in Olofsky. Um, I think yeah, it's going to be a decision to win for Olofsky. I think he'll be able to counter that one-two and um, yeah, and get hold of him and control him probably.
0: Okay, so you're both going against me now. I don't mind that. I don't mind taking that, taking you on this weekend and that one. Um, I just fancy Felipe and I've put him in a couple of multiples as I mentioned. Um, but I'll touch on them at the end. Um, we've got six minutes. So let's do this quick. Jim Miller, Jim Miller Eric Gonzalez. I think it's an interesting one. I've got another bet to pick out here. How do you see this one? Miller four to nine favorite at the minute. Gonzalez seven to four. Complete opposite end of the spectrum. These. I think Jim Miller um, will equal the record for most UFC appearances of all time this weekend with thirty eight, and Gonzalez is making his first walk in the UFC. Um, do you think experience is going to be a key factor in this one?
1: Um yeah, I think I think Jim Miller is gonna take it. I think he's gonna take it via submission. Um yeah, as you said, I think experience is gonna come into it. You look, yeah, Jim Miller's got 16 losses, but have you seen, seen the calibre of fighters that he's losing to? He's lost to Nate, yeah. Poirier, Benson, Donald Cerrone, Kiesen, Pettys, and Hooker. And obviously That's more. Names. <laughs> and um, so so yeah, he's lost sixteen fighters, but he's losing them against like some of the best ever. Um, and as I said, it's it's Eric's debut, is it? It's his UFC debut, yeah. Yeah, it's his UFC debut. Um, so yeah, obviously we don't, hes not really beating anyone that we know of or that I know of. At Difficult least. one to bet on. Um, yeah. It is, yeah, because you don't really know, how, yeah, what he's like. Uh, I, I've I've watched a bit a bit of his footage. Um, didn't really jump out at me to be honest with you. Um, and yeah, I think Jim Mill has got the experience. He knows what he's doing. And uh, he's been in there with the best of them, and yeah, he's lost. But it's one of the still things the best,
0: that stood out for me, George, um, when looking at Gonzalez, doing some research on Gonzalez before this, was that he's of his three losses, uh, he's lost two by submission. And I think Jim Miller's got seventeen wins in the UFC via submission. So I'd pulled out Miller to win this one via submission at nine to four. Does that look like a good betting line to you?
2: That is exactly the prediction that I made. To be fair, lads, we've agreed yeah, again. Same. Same,
1: um,
2: like I think, well, I love a bit of Jim Miller. He's a legend, isn't he? He's a legend in the game. Um, another Rolovsky figure, been around forever. Thought some of the best of the best. Um, never had the most exciting fighting style, but he's always been in. Like he's been in some scraps. Um, yeah, I'll probably expect him to get it done by submission as well. But it's one of them where it's a bit of an unknown entity again. Um, yeah. we don't know how Eric's gonna come in. He could be fucking best in the world. So um if the safe bet is Miller, because we've said it before. Um and obviously we know he can submit people and we know Gonzalez can get submitted. Um you just you just never know, but the safe bet is Miller. That's why I would put my money on if I was to tell you to do anything for him.
0: Yeah, so, so I'm going Jim on that one. Then. Yeah, we all Jim Miller, nine to four for submission. We can all lock that on the spreadsheet as, a, as the same bet. So at least we'll be uh, watching intently for the Jim Miller, Eric Gonzalez fight. I've picked out a few other bets for you, lads, if, if you will. I don't know if you've picked any out um, for me in return. Uh, one of the other fights on the card is um, Manon Foray um, in the women's division. Obviously, um, she's coming in with a lot of hype. She's on a seven win streak, six of those coming by KO. Um, she's a really good striker. Um, You know, she landed sort of eight strikes per minute. She's never been taken down um, in the UFC. Um, And her opponent, Bueno, she absorbs five strikes per minute, which is two more than Farrow. And she's never landed a takedown in the UFC. So I'm fairly confident that this one's going to be a bit of a stander and banger, possibly um, for Ray to get an early knockout. So I've gone for Ray inside the distance here at six to five. Um, and I've also included her in a couple of multiples. So I've gone for Ferre, uh, Jim Miller, Carlos Felipe, Julian Marquez, who's also on the main card, and uh, Ara, Ariane Cornelossi, who's the first fight on the night. I've also pulled this one out. Uh, she's fighting Nunez. I forget Nunez's first name. Obviously, it's not Amanda. Um, but her opponent, it's her UFC debut, which is obviously big anyway but she's not fought since July 2018. Um, she's been out for two years with a doping suspension and she's never fought in the UFC. Um, so to me, that was why I pulled out Carnalossi um, in that five-fold. That comes in at 7.74 to one. So a nice bit of value. And just last one was a bit of a shorter treble was for Ray, Jim Miller and Marquez to win. Brings you out a nice two-to-one bet there as well. So lads, you got any final bets for us?
1: I was just betting uh, the top three. Okay. Yeah, Adam. Um, I was betting on top three, but you have sold me on uh, Manon feray I'm going to chuck her on inside the um, distance at six to five. Um, or do you just want the win right? No, yeah, it's inside the distance. Yeah, you made a great point about how much she gives out and how much um, she absorbs and how much silver absorbs, and the takedown. That's going to the uh, takedown stats. That's going to come into it. I think. Well, maybe not come into it. Yeah, I know. you, mean, you will. Not, it's yeah. not going to come
0: to it. yeah. Okay, so that's us. Yeah. We're fresh out of time on episode three. Thanks for, for being here, Jordan Ross. Thank you for listening. Many if you are listening. Uh, follow us on, the, on socials, on Twitter, Octagon underscore odds. Same on Instagram, Octagon odds on Facebook, Octagon odds on YouTube. Give us a like, review wherever you are listening. It really helps other people find us, and it's very much appreciated. Good luck with your bets on Saturday night, lads. We'll be back here next week to preview a massive card. We're looking at uh, Costa against Vittori next week, isn't it, lads? So, <sighs> um, and and then that kicks, that kicks off a huge run of cards that we've got coming up. Yeah. Yeah. October, gonna... November is a massive, mate. We're going to have such a good time looking forward to those. We're going
2: to be busy. The random in Pennington UFC yeah. 269 headline. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for
0: listening to our argument, guys, and we will see you <laughs> on next week's show.
2: Oh, don't remember, forget the Ross push ten point nine. See you
0: later. bet responsibly. <laughs> yeah, please gamble responsibly. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.